You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Biden officially undoes Trump's designation of Seattle as an anarchist designation. You guys remember when that happened? President Trump, former President Trump now said, all right, Portland, New York, Seattle, you guys aren't going to do anything about these black block guys just hammering on the federal buildings. I will. I'm going to call in the feds. We're going to get some more protection for these buildings. And I'm going to designate you an anarchist city. You guys are all anarchist cities. That's what Trump did. Because he was trying to get them to do something about this. Because locally here in Seattle, we didn't do a thing. That's our normal stance. Got something like that going on? Oh, we're, we're okay with anarchy. We like anarchy. There are people. That's what the stance was at the time. Now, not so much. Now we're kind of getting into that. Yeah. Oh, man, the election's over. We can't really support you guys. That's we, we can't support Antifa. But back then, yeah, call them out. That's not what we're doing now. We are undoing stuff, right? So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the King County homelessness czar that was designated the czar, not going to take the job. How come? Well, we don't really know, but we're going to talk about it. And the third thing, a woman finds a kilo of cocaine when she buys a knitting kit at a thrift store. This is some good stuff happening in Seattle. I mean, this, this stuff, you can't make this stuff up. Let's jump on into it. Before we do, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies, but I read the news. A lot of the times coming out of Seattle to do with business, real estate, that kind of stuff. I read stuff you want to hear. Let's go. So Biden officially undoes designation of Seattle as an, I guess we're no longer an anarchist designate. We're no longer anarchy. We've got no anarchy here because that's all it takes is the changeover of a new administration. There's no more anarchy. It's all gone. First, Seattle was an anarchist jurisdiction. Now we're not. Five months after former President Donald Trump's administration dubbed Seattle, New York, and Portland as anarchist jurisdictions that permit violence and destruction of property, President Joe Biden revoked the label on Wednesday. So did they? Did we permit violence and destruction of property? Absolutely. Yeah, they did. And nobody's calling them out. And that's kind of how I got a lot of my start here is just getting the, the this channel going was, hey, what what are we doing? What What is going on here? Since when do we allow certain groups to just basically break the law willy nilly, and we kind of stand by and go, oh, it's okay. It's the summer of love. This is this is good stuff. Since never. But in Seattle, New York and Portland. Yeah, we were doing that last summer, right? Trump's label issued last September in the heat of the presidential campaign carried with it the threat that the administration could use it as part of a push to withhold federal funding. I was kind of okay with that. I was like, all right, at least somebody's doing something. Because local leadership in, in Seattle, Portland, and New York, oh, man, they're just standing by going, huh, look at all this destruction going on. Look at this criming happening. Yeah, you know, we're not going to do anything with it because you know, we're okay with it. We're, we're, we're down with it. It also came at a time when Trump's presidential campaign was increasingly focused on protests and riots in liberal cities like Seattle, Portland, and New York. Well, it was kind of out of control, especially down in Portland. I mean, that was just nuts. Everybody points to that. It's like, okay, so we had the riot at the Capitol, Capitol Hill, 
and Parler got tossed from Amazon's web services because that was quoting, you know, promoting violence on that platform, because that's where a lot of the planning was done. Planning like this is done every single day back when we're having 150 days of, you know, peaceful protesting slash violent rioting in Portland. And yet that's done on Twitter. Is Twitter still, you know, hosting those kind of platforms? Absolutely. Have they cut a few? Yeah. But man, you've just got this wild disparity, right? People calling stuff out and other people going, oh, it's not anarchy. It's not anarchist. You know, just because we support Antifa doesn't mean it's, you know, we're an anarchist city. The three cities quickly filed a lawsuit against the Trump administration. And oh, they just came out with all this indignation. Oh, my gosh. Look, look at how look at what's look at what we're being called. I can't believe this. The three cities quickly filed a lawsuit against the Trump administration calling the anarchist label arbitrary and capricious. No, I don't think it was. I think it was accurate. And arguing it could not be used as a basis for withholding federal funds. Maybe, but it kind of brought light to the situation, right? Seattle leaders blasted the designation when it was issued last fall, and they did so again on Wednesday. Well, maybe they shouldn't let this stuff go on in their cities, and they wouldn't have these labels, right? I mean, that's kind of what a reasonable person would look and see and, and do. Fortunately, Seattle no longer has to face the insanity of a president who governs by Twitter or political threats. President Trump's baseless lawsuits targeted our city for standing up for immigrants, civil rights, and democracy as he further divided our country with hate. That's not what we were talking about. We weren't talking about immigrants, civil rights, or democracy we were talking about lawlessness and people breaking the law continually, and our local political leaders not doing anything about it. That's what we were talking about. But this statement was made by Mayor Jenny Durkin, who supported the Summer of Love until she didn't. Seattle City Attorney Pete Holmes said that a small part of me would like to see the city's lawsuit against the Trump administration head to court. Yeah, I bet you would. That's not going to happen, right? But I much prefer seeing President Biden undo his predecessor's will with a stroke of his pen. Oh, President Biden just doing so much stuff. Just he's so busy. We've heard from him so much. There's so much going on. I haven't really heard much at all, right? I mean, he signed a few executive orders. Has he done anything else? I don't know. It's been pretty quiet. It's kind of like, huh, what are all these news organizations going to do without Trump to hate on? I don't know. Be interesting to see. Like two years in, what are they going to do? They're they're just going to be like, man, I wish Trump would have won again, just for the fact that we don't have any new material because Biden, he just doesn't do anything. So we got nothing. Um, I'm glad to have this nonsense cleared from the decks, considering my office has no shortage of litigation to manage from the eviction moratorium to hazard pay for frontline workers onward. Like like Holmes, our the our prosecutor, like. Like he's really going to deal with this stuff, right? I mean, we know how that deal goes. Biden on Wednesday revoked the designation with little flourish because he doesn't really have flourish for anything, does he? I mean, he's kind of just going through the motions here and doing what people tell him. And 
The following presidential actions are revoked, he wrote in an executive order, going on to list the order on anarchist jurisdictions as well as five others Trump had issued. The Trump administration had cited the Capitol Hill organized protest area, CHOP, a six-block area that police largely abandoned following the days of often hostile clashes between police and protesters. They didn't abandon it. They were told to abandon it. At least two people were killed in or near the CHOP. Yes, they were killing each other, correct? Police cleared the area after about three weeks. And they cleared it immediately after a march by one of our council members took place on Mayor Durkin, Mayor Jenny Durkin's own residence. So it kind of went, oh, yeah, they hit the hot button of let's march on the mayor. And then the mayor said, you know what? Chop is over. We're done. We're doing a sweep. The six block area was cleared nearly three months before the administration designated the entire city an anarchist jurisdiction. And that is because uh, the Trump administration was basically calling out Portland. And we'd had a bunch of stuff go on in New York and Seattle as well. But Portland was still raging long after CHOP was cleared. The Trump administration said the city refused to undertake reasonable measures to counteract criminal activities, which was absolutely true. I was there. I was watching it. I was watching it unfold. And it's like, how is this going on? How is this happening? Even though the city had cleared the chop. Yep, because Portland, they didn't, they didn't square it away down there until, man, basically fall, right? 120, 150 days, I can't remember. But what a what a debacle down there. Their summer of love lasted forever. And it wasn't very loving, was it? No, it wasn't. It was just the same group of people hammering on federal buildings. Trump earlier in his administration had tried to block federal funding from going to Seattle and other cities that did not cooperate with federal immigration authorities. Now we're just throwing in stuff in this article. He also said that coronavirus aid should not go to sanctuary cities. So we're just talking about stuff here that obviously upset this, uh, the writer of this, this report. And he thought, well, I'll just throw it in here. So Biden just basically takes off the anarchist designation just because. So that's that, that, that's that on that one. All right. King County homelessness czar. Here's our next one candidate. King County homelessness czar candidate turns down the job. What? Somebody didn't want to be the czar of homelessness here in Seattle? I can't imagine why. That is a shocker right out of the gate, right? Let's read about it. About a year after the search for a CEO began, Regina Cannon, a homelessness and racial equity consultant from Atlanta, has turned down the offer to run the regional homelessness authority, King County officials said Wednesday, yesterday. It's unclear why she declined the offer. Cannon did not immediately respond to a request for comment. This is another setback for the long-delayed setup of a regional homelessness authority, which is supposed to get Seattle, suburban cities, and King County government on the same page responding to homelessness. Well, they need to. And this has been a long time in the works. And this is just one more example and one more roadblock of just the homelessness, you know, it's no longer even a sideshow that is featured in Seattle. It's it's kind of just this ongoing narrative. And this is just one more thing that you're like, eh, that kind of figures. Local our, our local authorities aren't doing anything about it. We're just basically letting people live wherever they want to live. And in the meantime, we're supposed to be getting this 
this kind of whole coalition going. And the person that was supposed to run it, yeah, they decided they took a second look. And, and I'm making this all up because we don't really know why. But they took a second look and they went, geez, that's that's not a good scenario there. I don't I don't know if I want to get in between all those different factions. Maybe they got a better offer for a different job like any other job. But taking this in Seattle, hmm. You're stepping into a hotbed of controversy, right? The coronavirus pandemic, the shift to doing all public business online and infighting between suburban leaders and Seattle and the county slowed down the search. How does that slow down the search? You still need a person for that job. So how does that work? Hey, coronavirus is here. We can't really look online anymore for good job candidates. How does that work? The shift to doing all public business online. All right, so you can't research, you can't reach out to people on the phone, you can't reach out to people via Zoom, can't do that? Hmm, I'm not following that. And infighting between suburban leaders. All right, so you got a bunch of different factions that aren't agreeing on this clearly, because look at how homelessness has been addressed in Seattle. It hasn't. We just kind of let our fellow human being do whatever they want. And just recently, the city of Seattle started to fund... um, the notion that you might be able to uh, inject drugs rectally. This is legitimate, a legitimate story. You inject, you know, your drug of choice, probably heroin rectally, when other options for you like your main veins are no longer really available. And they're kind of promoting as maybe a safer option for some people. And they, they tell you, yeah, you still get really high because you're bypassing whatever it is when you shoot it up in your veins. So, you know, we've got those kind of stories going on. And and yet we can't really figure out how to get a CEO for a organization that is desperately in need in Seattle, somebody's got to do something. Uh, So you got all those factors in early February, though, the authorities governing board made a public offer to Cannon, the person who turned the job down. The authority is about a half a year behind its original schedule. Shocking which was to hire a CEO by September 2020. Cannon would have been the first employee who would have then hired other employees in the $132 million budget dollar budget organization. $132 million. That's a chunk right there. But then again, Seattle got a really big homelessness problem, right? She was elected. Uh, she was selected by elected leaders, experts and formerly homeless people from around the region. The future CEO has a daunting task ahead, trying to bridge the divide between Seattle, which has been paying for most of the region's homelessness services and suburban cities, some of which have resisted recent efforts to spread homeless shelters out or get them to pay to buy hotels for chronically homeless people. Yeah, you've got some of these suburban cities saying, uh, we don't have a homelessness issue here in our city. What are you guys doing this year, basically sending your homeless our way? And we're saying, no, we're not going to allow that. Mercer Island is basically just, they had a law in place for you can't camp on the public parks. Now you can't comp camp. It's illegal to camp anywhere on public grounds. I'm okay with that. Homeless people, you know, there's zoning for a reason. You got to stay where you're allowed. And that's not in public spaces. And in response to questions from the Seattle Times, King County confirmed Wednesday morning in a statement that Cannon declined the position and said county staff are contacting members of the authority's implementation board to find a time to reconvene and determine new steps. You know what you're doing there? 
They're reimagining, they're rethinking their job search. Cannon was a respected but largely behind-the-scenes consultant whose work focused on the intersection of homelessness and race. In King County, a – okay – uh, we talk some more about her, her, but do we really care? No, because she's not getting the job. The other, the only other candidate named for the job was Mark Dones, one of the original des- designers of the authority and the director of the consulting firm, the National Innovation Service. Dones is a much younger and potentially more controversial choice, an Ohio-based consultant who has called out the nonprofit industrial complex for failing to fix homelessness, the nonprofit industrial complex. But Seattle City Council member Andrew Lewis, who sits on the governing committee and also chairs Seattle's Committee on Homelessness, said he was disappointed that there were many, that there were many other qualified potential leaders the hired headhunter had found. I'm still confident we're going to have a good CEO, despite Miss, despite Miss Cannon not accepting the position. I think that having a central unifying figure is important. I do too. You need to get somebody in there. At least get something going. Because right now, we've got nothing going but the homelessness issue. And this issue is, it's affecting downtown Seattle. And it's affecting a lot of other West Coast cities as well. Because with the whole coronavirus and the CDC basically saying, yeah, don't touch the homeless communities because, you know, we might spread the Rona around. We don't want that. They're basically just allowing these homelessness communities to explode in numbers. And that's what's happened. We all know about that. But what are we doing about it? That's right. Nothing. Well, actually, that's not true. We're not doing nothing. We're allowing it to happen. So kind of by default, we're just encouraging, ah, go go sleep wherever you want. You want to be on the sidewalk in a tent? You want to be in the public park? Go for it. That's what Seattle's doing. All right, our third article, and this is the, this is the second bonus article. Somebody sent this to me. You know who you are. I've actually had a couple of people send this to me, but somebody sent it to me today or maybe last night, and I'm like, okay, I've looked at this article enough. I got to tell you about it. Okay. Thank you for being here. I hope I'm bringing some uh, some sort of relief or maybe a tiny little bit of an intelligence to your life by reading these stories. I have a lot of people who really enjoy them. I come up with stuff a lot of the times, but you guys bring me a lot of uh, topics as well. So thank you for, for everybody sending me stuff. And if you want to send me ideas for podcasts that you want to see, Sean, S-E-A-N at Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Dot com. Send it to me. I'll look, I look at everything, whether I read it or not. Eh, who knows? It's kind of a crapshoot, right? So woman finds kilo of cocaine in croquet, in crochet kit. I said croquet. In crochet kit bought at Seattle store. A woman got a big surprise after she bought a craft kit at a thrift shop in Seattle's Greenwood neighborhood over the weekend. I thought it was uh, Ballard. It's Greenwood neighborhood over the weekend. Inside the kit, was a kilogram of cocaine. The incident unfolded Sunday at around 3 p.m. when the woman purchased a kit to crochet animal hats at a business within the 730 block of North 95th Street, police said. When she opened the kit, there was a suspicious heavy package encased in yellow rubber. Was this sent somewhere over the water? And if in case it got dropped in the ocean, it would be waterproof? The package gave off an odd odor and had 100% written on the outside. So it was not cut at that point in time. A kilo of uncut cocaine, and she gave it up to the authorities. Hmm, interesting. The woman immediately called 911. Officers responded and took sus- uh, possession of the suspicious package. Police later confirmed the substance to be a kilogram, 2.2 pounds, of cocaine. 
The package was placed into evidence. The only other story that I can beat with that, and I don't have that up, let me know if you want me to read it. It was, what, there was a, I think more than a kilo or maybe as a couple of kilos of cocaine had been sprinkled on cornflakes. And so they figured out, eh, these aren't just regular cornflakes. These got a little kick to them. Yeah. They, somebody figured out that uh, big shipment of cornflakes had cocaine on them instead of frosted flakes, whatever it was. You know, remember the Tony the Tiger used to say, they're great. And I'm sure they were. Who doesn't want a little cocaine on their frosted flakes. I mean, that's that's the frosting on top. That is truly just the frosting, right? And I jest because drugs and cereal, especially breakfast morning cereal, man, I remember watching cartoons and that's all you would have commercials for because you're watching it on Saturday morning. That was the only time cartoons were available, Saturday morning. We didn't have the Cartoon Network, didn't have all this good stuff, didn't have the internet. You just watched ABC, NBC, CBS for your favorite cartoon and um, they would pump you full of the cereal that you needed to have. My parents weren't real big on my mom, particularly wasn't big on sugared cereals. And I'm okay with that. I don't eat them as an adult because, you know, a bunch of carbs and a bunch of extra calories that you don't need. Plus, you can figure out a healthier cereal. But every now and then a little sugary cereal, mm, that's good. But cereal with cocaine on it, whew, that is next level. They're great right? Okay, that's it for me today on, on these topics. I hope you enjoyed this. I'm going to go record a podcast on something else somebody sent me. It was a pretty good one. And um, thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of the podcast. Much appreciated. Hope you guys are doing well out there. Stay reasonable. That's going to be my next my next kind of tagline. Stay reasonable. Because the reason you're watching this show is you're a reasonable human being in a world that has increasingly become unreasonable. So Stay reasonable, people. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I'll catch up with you in the next one. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.